This is Christmas Eve, a very special time. I have my very special wife, Annabelle, 38 years. Hello. We've been together going on 39, soon to be 40. <laughs> hard to believe, 40 years. It is hard to believe it's more than half our life. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you know, Christmas is now my favorite time of year. And it's, but you know, it's, it, what's unfortunate about Christmas is we treat it like once a year. It's like we create a kind of like a, ah, if you love the holidays, then you create. But you know what I did last year? I left my Christmas lighting up in my office. Oh, it's still there. It's still there. But the Jamie came and she did it, and it's still there. I know, from last year. Yeah. And I love it. I do my broadcast at she home. I flip on my Christmas lights. Why stop? Why not celebrate? If you love Christmas lights, have them up. But the lights are gone out. I got because the bulbs aren't working. So it's another thing. One we'll, out, we'll and discuss they all go it. Out. We'll discuss it later. Okay. But the fact is, we can have Christmas every day. So I don't know. It's Christmas Eve, my favorite time of year. There's a time of expectation and anticipation. It's in the air. That like you know. But but forget not all its benefits. You can have Christmas every day. 100 and, Psalm 103. It's all right, Annabelle, it. take us into Psalm 103. Well, the thing about it is, a lot of people celebrate Jesus once a year, and mo most of our believers in our tribe. We celebrate Jesus every day. So I really was saying to Lance, I love Psalm 103 because it brings out, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That's part of the mainstay of my life, forgetting not the Lord's benefits, calling on his name, talking to him, worshiping him, loving him, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction. He totally redeemed my life from destruction. I was on a very destructive path. And it was fun, but it was very destructive. Let's face it. So I was just going to say that he crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. You know, the, the whole episode, the whole Psalm 103, it's quite long, but it's filled with the reasons why walking with Jesus is so rich. And you know, it satisfies your mouth with good things. And in an earlier broadcast, I was quoting this, so your youth is renewed like the eagle, but ah. I didn't know where the verse was. It's right here. See? Your youth is renewed, is renewed like the eagles. And I, I want to say that I believe this verse right here, just take these few verses right here. Forgiving all of your sins. Just stop and think about that. I was sitting last night in my study and I personally believe that there's angels in my library. Well, there are. And you I've had bump into them. I've had different people that have gone back there. Our Chads that we know. And uh, these two guys that two are both Chads. named Chad. And I, I brought them back to my library. And they both got wasted right back there, standing there in front of the bookcase where, where the angels are. And Mercedes used to complain. We were working on a book. And she'd say, what's the matter with you? You waste all your time back there. But I would go back into my study. And the atmosphere shifted. And it became contemplative. Yeah, and but you know what else she used to say? Why are we working in this office? We should be out there. Yeah, yeah. So, so Mercedes you. is Deserting. here in the studio. Thank you. Now, so is Mercedes goes on? into the studio. Yep. yep. Thanks, Annabelle. <laughs> Make him throw me under the bus like I'm trying to take the man of God out of the holy temple back there. No. <laughs> yeah, but what happened when you went back there? Remember what happened? You go oh, yeah. into my office, and she goes back into the study in the <laughs> library where I would get lost in the revelatory realm. And I'm thinking, I'm seeing new things all the time. I'm there. And then she goes back there on her own. And what happened to you? Well, yeah, we were writing the book. So I went back there to try to get some work done. These revelatory angels just start being like, <laughs> 
look up look up thanksgiving look up calvin coolidge oh look at this declaration that abraham lincoln made and i come back out of this place i'm like lance you gotta look at this did you know like thanksgiving was this whole holiday and calvin coolidge and blah 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 and and he's like that's what happens when people go back there see it happened it happened to her so anyway, so last night, <laughs> I went, I don't know why I don't go back there more. It's, it's, I think you the, will the, again. The, 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 I think you will again now. You haven't been home very much. I haven't been home that much. All right, so anyway, so I went there last night because I knew that we were going to be doing a lot of broadcasting, and I said, I want to I wrap myself around the theme of Christmas and the new year and get ready for, for what we're recording. Because you know why? There's a divine appointment for you back there, and that's the whole thing focus of even the products that you're involved with right now, the divine appointment. But when God has a divine appointment for us and we go in there and we click with God, that's that's a Psalm 103. It's a beautiful thing. God has an appointment with you. That's, by the way, thanks for reminding me. We have this year, for those of you that want to partner with this revelatory, this is a revelatory anointing. Mm -hmm. I come, as I found out, from a line of rabbis on my father's side of the family. Mm -hmm. They were Levitical rabbis. And, uh, in, 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 our, in our lineage, and, and then I became a Christian, a Pentecostal, and so I'm a, like a, I'm a tongue-talking, spirit-filled rabbi in my own right, but there's a gift I want you to partner with. Partner with us this year, because this revelatory gift, it, it takes you up above the storm. It pulls you out of the cycle of life and gives you a divine perspective on things. Go to uh, lancewallet.com forward slash divine, and I want to give you, as a gift for partnering with me, our gift of divine appointments and understanding how to work with angels, how to work with divine timing, how to work with, uh, with seemingly random situations to position yourself for the divine appointment God has for you. You can call 1-800-910-6349 if you're listening to this and get a hold of divine appointments, lancewoman.com forward slash divine. A great idea for uh, partnering with us and partnering with your own appointment. I love it. See, partnering is a lot of things. Some people do a monthly giving. Some people do a one-time gift. But if they partner with you, Lance, they're partaking of the same anointing that you have. And it's not, it's not to be taken lightly, you guys. I really mean it. And a lot of different people take it very flippantly about how they give or how they serve or anything. But when you serve God and you give to a, a, give to a ministry like this, this is not only speaking legibly so that you understand what's going on and you have the whole biblical understanding, too, in the weighing in the balance, but when you pray for this ministry and when you, you, you dive in, like you really are hook, line, and sinker, you get blessed. I know so many of you are always telling me how much Lance has helped you sort out what's going on in current events or how, how it brought you off the edge of jumping off the cliff. Like this lady <laughs> in the store the other day, she's like, are you Lance's wife, Annabelle? And she's like, Lance really helped me all the way through oh, four years ago, but Three years ago, I was about to go through it again. I don't know if I can do it. I'm like, you got to do it. I mean, that's why we were born for this day, you know? Yes, you have to do it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, the Lord has been speaking to me about this coming year. I, you got to watch what's coming up on our broadcast on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day on 2024 and, and what God has in store in 24. It's going to be a very exciting year. But the, uh, the part that I'm coming back to is right now, is the more that God has in 24 starts with daily, forget not all his benefits. Who daily, that verse daily, loadeth us up with benefits. Daily means God has a daily bread. You don't have to live off of the one snack a week. Mm -hmm. You can have a daily encounter 
yeah. with Revelation. So I was back in the library, so where we got into this conversation a moment ago, last night, and I spent like an hour there. And, and the atmosphere is a bit different for me in that library, in the study I have at home, because I lose all sense of time. But uh, not only do I lose sense of time there, but there's kind of like a peace that comes upon me. And I was reading Spurgeon, the great Metropolitan Tabernacle series of this, of this preacher who was in, in London, the age of 18. He preached until he was like 70-something. But the man, uh, though he was not formally trained, yet he commanded five, 6,000 people at a time, the equivalent of a megachurch 100 years before megachurches existed. And Spurgeon had a, without PA system, without any of that, he would preach the most extraordinary messages that would exalt Jesus. And I wanted to read his sermons for Christmas ah. and what he had to say. And he talked about the, uh, the banqueting table that many in London would have for Christmas. He said, but let me take you to a far greater banquet where the Lord bids that even the poor and the outcast can come to his banquet. And then he proceeded to talk about to uh, drink the wine of revelation that comes with the banquet and to eat the full meal of what's provided. But what he shared was he drilled into something which we neglect, which is forget not all his benefits, that you that have Christ in you mm -hmm. have a hope and what a power it is in a world that is staggering with uncertainty about the future mm. to know that you already have peace with God, that God is no foe nor dreaded enemy nor some abstract idea, but a friend who is with you, that the hope that is in the inside of you covers your mind and covers your heart so that you aren't touched by the things that touch other people when you partake of the banquet that he has for you. And he proceeded to keep talking about that banquet. And I, I believe that when I was there, I began to experience more of an impartation of this revelation that Christ this year will make himself more real, more dear, more tangible and more personal than ever before. Because he is the, uh, he is, he is the secret to your success. He's the secret to your overcoming. And I'm looking at Galatians in chapter uh, 3. For those of you that have a Bible, you ought to grab your Bible and read this with me. Because it says, Christ has redeemed us, verse 13, from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. It's curious to me that at Christmas, we have a Christmas tree. It's right behind me. We're talking about trees earlier. But the tree that Jesus hung on was the tree that broke every curse. Notice this. Having become a curse for us, he's redeemed you or bought you from any curse. There's bottles that are showing up in weird stories I'm reading right now on beaches that are called witches' bottles. Ooh. They're loaded with weird potions and nails and fibers and stuff that are on bottles. And imagine this. Imagine what, what, a, what a glorious destiny to be putting bottles with curses and then throwing it in the ocean knowing that somehow it's going to land on the beach and someone's going to open it up and unleash the evil spirits on them. It's kind of a weird, uh, a weird 
profession to have to do that. But I'm reading about this because it's, it's in the newspaper. Mm. And I want you to know that Jesus Christ redeemed humanity from every curse that Satan could try to throw at you. That the blessing of Abraham, verse 14, might come upon the Gentiles. In Christ Jesus, we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The blessing of Abraham come upon the Gentiles. Have you thought about the blessing of what Abraham had? The blessing of what was given to the Old Testament Jews? Abraham was blessed in his, uh, in his prosperity. He had seven separate sources of income. Seven separate sources of income and an angel that he knew was working with him in order to prosper him. He had divine protection over his property and over his, his household. The promises that were given to Abraham were the same promises that were given to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, so that in, in chapter 26 in Genesis, in verse 1, there was a famine in the land, and uh, the Lord appeared to Isaac and said, do not go to Egypt, but go where I tell you to go. Dwell in this land, and I'll be with you and bless you, for to you and your descendants I'm going to give these lands, and I will perform the oath that I swore to your father Abraham. And so Isaac dwelt in that place that year, and the Bible says in verse 12, he sowed in the land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Wow. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he was very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks, possessions of herds, a great member, number of servants, so much so that the Philistines envied him. But what I want to say is, when, when Paul talks about the blessing of Abraham coming upon the Gentiles, there is a rich banquet that God has set before us that he invites us to partake of. And in many ways, Annabelle, people are trying to get what they've already got. Isn't that funny? Uh, Andrew Womack has great teaching on that. It's, it's got a dog chasing his tail on the cover of the book. Wow. But it's how people are praying. They pray for God's presence when God's already promised, I'll never leave you or forsake you. They pray for peace when you said, I've given you my peace. In other words, we ask for things we already have on the banquet table. But people don't know how to access it, Lance. Learning to access. Learning to, uh, to, to, to partake of what's there. And that's where, obviously, the teaching of the Word. Eat the Word. And, and the revelation of faith and the honest conversation, the, how to practice these things. How does it come about? So I'm continuing to read here in, in Galatians about the blessing of Abraham that comes. And what is the ultimate blessing of Abraham? It's the promise of the Spirit. The promise of the Holy Spirit is the ultimate blessing of Abraham. So you, could, uh, so you could read that in chapter uh, uh, 4 of Galatians where it says that, verse 3, even so when we were children, we were in bondage under elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent forth, verse 6, the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. 
Therefore, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir, an heir of God through Christ. Amazing that as Christ, as close as Jesus is to the Father, you have been made as close as that to the Father. You may feel a distance, but it's in, it's in, it's in the renewing of your mind that you've got to work on this. You're as righteous as Jesus is. The Bible says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That you have access to God because you're in Christ and you're as close to the Father as the Son right now. And so God's put his spirit, the spirit of his Son, into my heart, crying out, Abba, Father. I think we need to cultivate the heart cry, Abba, Father. Uh, to cry Father is one thing, but Abba is a term of endearment when we were in Israel and you could hear the kids, right? And they're getting on a plane, Abba, Abba. And so it's, 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 a, it's the daddy form, which is so why Jesus in Gethsemane is so beautiful when he goes, Abba, Father. God has put the spirit of his son into your spirit so that you can learn how to relate to God as a son not as a slave, not as a repentant sinner who's afraid of going to hell, but as a son, because when you come in as a daughter or as a son, you have access to whatever's in the house. I don't think my kids ever come to my house. And uh, I mean, they, they walk in. Mm -hmm. They just walk in. And if their refrigerator's there, they open it. It's like, what I got, they got. And, uh, and that's the way it ought to be. Because they're heirs. They're in the will. Everything Annabelle and I have goes to them anyway. So they're, they're heirs of grace. They're heirs of God. But does that make sense to you that, that discovering our identity is part of the banquet? I mean, you, you don't really need a new revelation. You need a revelation of the revelation you already got. The you know you've got Christ, but do you know what you have in Christ? Do you know what's available in Christ? I got on a train. I remember when I, I paid the expensive ticket to go to Philadelphia. I guess to visit our parents. <laughs> and I bought this at that time as a, a sell -a line, $75 ticket. Oh, no. It was way more than that. Well, the sell was never that cheap. <laughs> oh, I wonder how much it was. It was probably 125 Yeah, 125 145 Anyway, for me, it was a lot of that money back then. It was a lot of then. money, though. And I get, on the, I get on the train and we're going down and I kept on going to the food car, which is right next to my car. And I'm seeing all the expensive water and coffee, like $4 for coffee, $5 for a bottle. When I kept going back to my seat complaining, <laughs> they're taking advantage of me, I said to myself. It was in the 80s. I'm on the train <laughs> and, and after four, five hours of walking back and forth and wanting a drink of water, wanting a cup of coffee, going back and sitting down and saying, all I got was a free newspaper on my seat. And I finally go in and I break down. I go, <laughs> uh, can I get a cup of coffee? Can't believe the price. He goes, aren't you sitting uh, in first class? I go, yeah, but the price of the coffee. He goes, oh, coffee, water. He shows all the whole, uh, this whole area here. It's all free. If you're in first class, this is free. And we're pulling to Trenton, New Jersey. <laughs> I don't even have time to get my coffee. I go, I got to get off. I get off. I never forgot that. <laughs> Your complaint department was open. Boy, up. was I, it was a perfectly groomed lesson for me. I had, forget not all his benefits. You've got the first class ticket. You can go to the banqueting hall and all this stuff's available. And I'm sitting there item by item 
trying to figure out how I earn it, and it was already available for free. Do you get the point? Bless the Lord, all my soul, all that is within me. And forget not all his benefits. Bless his holy name. I mean, there's a whole thing in worship. I think that we need to worship the Lord a lot more. It just adds so much breadth and width and depth and height. Well, you know, that's true. We had a keyboard here, and my wife was going to set me up to sing a song for you, but we, we removed the keyboard. I'll sing it another time, by the way. Oh, that's okay. But I need, you know what I need to do? I want to get a keyboard back there from my uh, library. I know. Because the keyboard that's here was in my library. Honey, I know. Get uh, it, though. Is that, is that what you have for me as a surprise? No. You have to pick out your own keyboard. Uh, pick out my own keyboard. Okay. Well, anyway, you can create your own atmosphere. The Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song and sing unto the Lord. You can sing unto the Lord. You don't even have to have to play an instrument. You can sing unto the Lord in the spirit. You can make up a song. You sing all the time. I know. But the thing is, Lance, you brought that beautiful piano home, that electric Yamaha, and you play it now. Yes, I do. So all I'm saying is when you worship the Lord, I mean, now you like how it sounded. He didn't, you don't really like how a lot of these different ones we had sound because they weren't really good, but that one's really good. So when he plays it and it sounds good, then he wants to play it more. So, you know, God will tweak up our voices to make it sound better to us. But we have to worship the Lord with whatever we got, even if it isn't a great voice. Like I can sing, I can belt it out in my car and I might do it at church, but I don't, I don't always sing out loud for all my friends. It's just for the Lord. You know what I mean? But the point is, and the, and the part that, that I want to emphasize is that I think the technology of moving in that realm where daily the gifts of God are accessible, I think we have to go old school this year in terms of learning again the fundamentals. Yes. Learning again the fundamentals because we're going up to a higher level. Mm. And so I went into that room back there last night and, I, and as I got in the presence of God, Things started to dissolve off of me. The Lord said, when you come into my presence, it automatically deals with certain things. You have to. And I'm telling you that God has a divine appointment for you with him this year to recalibrate you. That's why we're offering uh, this particular, this is intentional. Get the divine appointment teaching. LanceWallet.com forward slash divine at 1-800-910-6349. I want you to be able to get a hold of this teaching. I want you to get a hold of this special um, message because God wants to position you for the breakthrough that he has for you. And it comes in the banqueting table of what's already been provided. Forget not all his benefits. You know, when you sing, as I, as, as I, I be, harmonize with the Lord, I realize something, that when we worship God, the Bible says we enthrone him above the flood or above the waters. So let's say that there's this chaotic flow of things down here. When you worship God, you enthrone him above the chaos. And then what happens is when God is enthroned over it, God decrees things over it. When Paul was in uh, the prison, as the Lord was reminding me, he and Barnabas didn't have any instruments to sing with. But as they worship God in the jail in Philippi, this is an unusual situation. They've been unjustly beaten, unjustly arrested, locked up in an inner prison cell, probably dank and dark and, and disease infested with open wounds. And what did the two apostles do? They prayed loud enough so that everybody else heard them. And they sang. It's one thing to pray. It's another thing to sing. 
And as they sang, something started to take place. They enthroned God over the jail. And then God probably just like tapped his foot and joined in and boom, all of the prison cells opened, all the bolts closed, all the locks fell off. And the amazing thing is, not one person left the prison and ran when they got set free because they were aware that something awesome and something powerful was taking over their circumstance and they dared not move as Paul and Barnabas talked to them about what God was doing. The Philippian jailer comes in and is ready to kill himself. And this is where you get that line in the Bible. What, you know, you should be saved, you and your house. He comes in and, and, he, and he pulls out a knife and he's ready to take his own life because he figures if the jail's been broken free, I'm a dead man because the Romans would accuse him of letting them free for a bribe. And Paul says, do thyself no harm for we are all in here. And then the man says, what must I do to be saved? What's interesting is he wasn't talking about salvation. Like, what do I need to do to go to heaven when I die? He was saying, I'm a dead man. What do I got to do to save myself? Right. And Paul says, call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be saved. You're in your household. <laughs> Think about it. Salvation for you is more than just getting to heaven. It's a redemption of your whole circumstance. Mm. Now, you got delivered from a lot when you got saved. When I think about the banqueting table, no way. You didn't really, you didn't have to go through a whole lot either. You just got, you got, in a sense. That's just you need one touch, just need one touch. One from God. touch, and your life flipped over. I get the spiritual spatula. I was the most dramatic conversion of anybody I know. I really was. So, in, in terms of, for people, we got people out there don't know it. So, so you, you, you drank, you smoked, you. Well, yeah, that's nothing. I, I mean, I was a thief. I was, I was um, a person who made up my own rules, and I had a goal to rob a bank. I mean, I was from a really nice class, middle-class family. It wasn't because I didn't have stuff. It was because I liked the adrenaline rush, getting away with it. And I always got away with it. But my brother, when we, when my, <laughs> when we used to get high, but my brother hid the bong, which was like smoking, and my, my dad found it. And, of course, he said to my brother, what is this? And my brother said, oh, that's a pipe. And he goes, what's it for? He goes, smoking marijuana. And he goes, does Annabelle smoke too? Now, we had seven kids in my family. How did he know that you were the most potential criminal uh -huh. in the house? Good question. <laughs> well, my brother and I were always together. But the thing was, that was one thing. Another thing, I was a thief, right? So I opened the door, and when we were all young, somebody came in. I mean, I was after 13. I started when I was 13. But when my, my mom and all of us were in Cape May, my brother and my dad were back in, you know, Fairless Hills, and somebody broke in and stole all the Oriental rugs, all my mom's furs, all her jewelry. They robbed the house. They took this big foam pole and bashed down the door. And I knew I opened the door for that to happen. I knew it in the moment of time in the mirror because I was a thief. Certain things happen along the way. God's got your, your number. But I'm just telling you, like, I mean, I used to have the foulest mouth. I couldn't even say a sentence without several bleeps. If you were going to write it out, you have to put the uh, little Expletives in there all over? Yeah, and then when I got born again, God took it all away. I never even have a problem with it anymore. Let's talk more about the miracle of transformation that you experienced. Well, we were leaving off over there when, uh, but it was before I met Jesus. But I still had that spirit of truth came in <clears throat> and convicted me to know that I was opening a door and being so involved with thieves, being a thief. And I was a successful thief. I never got caught. <clears throat> and so that was to me like the gift, the big 
reason I loved it, because it was kind of like, did I get away with that? Anyway, not to not to glorify it, because I really don't feel that way at all. But I mean, there's a lot of kids now, and like we look at it, and I, I get fed up with it because I look at how young people are smashing, grab and steal stuff. They're all excited in there, and you think they're stealing from somebody else's labor, and no, they I have know, to have like a philosophy as to that's okay because I deserve it anyway. But no, no, but, no, it's really true. You got to give a revelation that is wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can always you can always give a reason why, uh, justify it in your head. Like when, I hate to almost say all this stuff because it's rarely, nobody has ever heard of some of it before. I don't know if no one's going to even say it. I will say this. I gave my permission, myself permission to do things I should never have given myself permission to do. I was able to do it, and then I got convicted that it was wrong. And I think that is a moment in time when I got convicted. That's God's job, to convict and to convert, right? But it was before I met Jesus because I, I was still in the occult. I was still in all kinds of crazy Right, so you were in the, when did you first get involved with the occult? I really got into it very much so in college. But when I started stealing, it was the 13, 14, 15, 16 before college. But when I got into the occult, I was still far, far, far from Jesus, but I was still hungry for supernatural things that were happening. They were really happening a lot. And so you get confused in art school. I went to RISD and there was a lot of Magic uh, in RISD art. is Rhode Island School of Design, just for people who don't know the acronyms here. Oh, right, in Providence. In Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, and the thing about it is when you're involved with <clears> that <throat> community of creation, creating things all the time, there's a lot of magic feeling in it. So then when we really started mixing it with drugs and the, all the fun things we did in those days that were very detrimental to our bodies, but we still loved it. And so, I mean, there's a real mud, <laughs> created in a nice mud of the mingled fountain, and by the time I left there and met up with you again, because I knew Lance since I was nine years old, he was 11. Skinny kid with braces, really funny, and uh, very entertaining. <laughs> but anyway, um, when I met up with you again, um, and you led me to the Lord, there was an enormous trans transaction that happened that day. And when it happened, we op you were like fooling around with the Bible and said, you know, you know, open the Bible, God will speak to you. And it was, you know, Bible roulette, which we don't believe in anymore. <laughs> but when I did it, I opened up, it opened up to John 15, 16, which I read it and I slammed it shut because it said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and anointed you that you would bear fruit and your fruit would remain. Whatsoever you ask of the Father, I will give it to you. Now, when I read that and it went into my heart, I just shut the Bible right away. I was like, oh, and he said, because I had already been in the I Ching and the tarot cards and all this stuff where... You get involved with all that, and it speaks to you in a certain way, you know, but the Bible... Well, the I Ching, because the I Ching, just to point it out, she, she opens up the Bible randomly, and, and the Bible speaks to her, but she used to, like, take these three coins when I was dating her, and she'd throw the coins down, like three pennies, mm. and they would create, like, a, a sequence. Huh? A hexagram. You just a throw hexagram. it down six times. And then it would always go to, like, the code book, and then we, you'd read what was in the code book. It was like a fortune cookie. No, no, it's not a code book. It's the I Ching Book of Changes. So there's 64 chapters. And I'm not, uh, listen, I don't want to tell you too much about it. All I want to say is, though, I knew that book, but I didn't know this book. So when I told you what I, you said, what did it say? And I said, it said, you didn't, I didn't choose God. He chose me. And then you went right to it. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. How did you know? Because it was a big old, this is a real thin Bible. Yeah. He had this big old thick Bible that day. Yeah, my old King James and I was like, family oh, Bible. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> but anyway, God was just getting me. He was pulling me in for a landing. Well, and then, then you, uh, and, and so, but the, the habits and you change but with Jesus comes in, then, then a lot of the life cycle just changed. Yeah, because I forgot to smoke cigarettes. I was smoking two packs a day. 
I forgot to get high. I was smoking seven or nine joints a day. I was a drug. Seven or nine joints a day, two packs of cigarettes a day. I was committed. Folks, if you're doing that much. You got some lung issues later in life. Well, but Jesus came. Well, Jesus could heal that too. Jesus came and in, and you didn't even realize that those habits had ended. He displaced my desires for so many things. Mm. You know, I always had, but I always had um, Stoli Schneider. Stoli's vodka in the freezer, Lance. I always had whatever I wanted because I just had it at my fingertips because I was in that state of mind. Like, I just liked to stay there. So, you know what? What happened was, uh, once you get delivered from all that, it, you know, a lot of people struggle to stop doing those things, but God delivered me and I forgot to do those things. That's the kind of deliverance I like. Well, wish he delivered me from weight gain. And I forget to eat anything wrong for my body. That's what I'm asking well, about knows? this week. Who knows? Because he's rearranging my thinking. Well, you know. About a lot of things. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Maybe we're limiting God. Maybe God can do that. He is doing it right now. I'm talking to him about doing it. I don't have the self-control for the thing I'm about to do. I got to have. I'm tapping in. <laughs> Forgetting out all his benefits. I'm telling him. You said you would help me, and he is helping me. Come to the health summit. That's also a great option. Oh. See, the health summit is in January. We're doing, am, we're doing this on purpose, people. I want to tell you, I'm, I'm on a note here. Sit. Unlock Rob your best self segue. because I'm, Annabelle's mentioned this. We're all doing it. Yeah. Our whole team. We are. And you need to do it too. Again, with we're it. going to be renewing our youth like the eagle. We're going to be getting longevity secrets and the benefits of collagen and fasting. It's a fascinating discovery. Dr. Jordan Robin is going to share with us. We're going to look at total body scans, how to evaluate like 50 different categories where you possibly need a divine intervention or you need to have a medical intervention. Do it proactively, and it saves you from something later on. Right. We're going to be looking about transforming your body with Christy Code Red Nickel, fitness and weight loss. Dr. Neil Goodman, brilliant doctor, reversing the effects of COVID and... Um, and, and we're going to have a miracle service with Tommy and Miriam Evans and Larry Sparks. Larry is going to be there too, huh, uh, Mercedes? You got Larry going there. You say his name so crazy. It's like so Rhode Islandy. I love the Larry. name Larry. I it's love so Larry. Because Larry, Larry is it is a Rhode Island name. It's the way you say his name is the way you guys made that sticker of Lance. They're both like <gasps> so goofy. It's Lance. I know. It's so funny. It's so funny. Well, well and Annabelle. Dr. Goodman. Well, I just want to say too, Dr. Goodman's going to talk about a lot of other things too, other than um, the jab. So I just want to throw that out there. So he, like fasting. He's also like amazing. Like remember you guys went to dinner with him? Yeah. He's talking about the benefits of fasting. He'll be talking about that. Uh, probiotics. Um, um, and how it's linked to mental health and other topics. So, oh, just, yeah, I, I don't want to this is the Dr. podcast. Your gut and your brain. Your gut and your I'm brain. I'm so nervous mm -hmm. about saying the wrong things. I lose, I get penalized all the time on media. Mm -hmm. But the effects of long COVID and the jab, actually, yeah. is, is what you're talking about. He's going to be talking about that so much more. But I can only work with the notes I've got, <laughs> and my notes don't cover half of what's going to be covered. So, you want to go to lancewilder.com for us? So, join us at the sunny Trump Doral in Florida. It's beautiful. It's, it's the best. And uh, we're going to focus for two days on how to make this next year the most vital, the, the year of vitality and the restoration of your strength and your youth. That's my focus. Annabelle, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. I want to tell you a little preclude. If you guys take probiotics before bed and you don't eat near it, it helps you get rid of your sugar craving. 
So for watch somebody who this, did, watch this little thing you're saying here. That's why I've been get, throwing them down your throat at night. You didn't notice? I give you a little. Lance, mm -hmm. want a probiotic? Because we run out. Now we just got them again. So, mm -hmm. but my point is, there's a lot of little tricks like that that help a lot. Because mm -hmm. I let sugar back in my diet, but it's out now. Bam, it's back out. Probiotic. It might make you about. grumpy the first few days when you get sugar out of your diet. You won't even know it hit you. You're like, Arr! but just know. Annabelle, I think you need to do a session at the summit. We put you up there that you're talking, but you have all of these little health tips, That's tricks. Right, because I've been through a lot, and believe mm -hmm. me, I give it away for free. <laughs> she does. Kidding. She gives it away for free. Want it or not, don't even get me started on root canals. <laughs> don't even mention root canals. Oh, my god! I had gosh. to get five if out I'm of at my a head, party people, and somebody don't says, I got a root canal. Oh, my canal. Oh, my wife will go. I'll save you your body. Well, folks, it's all the time we have for our especially extended podcast episode today with Annabelle and Mercedes on this beautiful <laughs> Christmas Eve from uh, Mikasa to Sukasa. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you again in the next broadcast. Bye-bye. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.